This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. You're listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and this is Season 5, Episode 43. And the number is 10, as the New York Rangers set, but are ultimately not able to surpass a franchise-leading record of 10 wins in a row, only having done so twice before in their history. Unfortunately, ultimately not able to, only able to tie, not able to break that number, but an impressive feat for the Blue Shirts nonetheless in what was a wildly eventful week, two weeks, three weeks since this uh, win streak started. Well, I guess technically it started before the All-Star break, so... Uh, But yeah, tale of two months for the New York Rangers. Um, I'm recording this moments after a letdown loss in an attempt to surpass that uh, number of 10 to to set a new franchise record for 11. Uh, But... A tired bunch of blue shirts are not able to get it done, and we will get into that, but there's so much more to talk about. Um, I apologize for not being here the other day, but I do want to give a shout-out to friend of the show, Gibby, for jumping on and just giving James and I a little glimpse into what this season has been like for Devils fans and the disappointment it has brought, and apparently a disappointment didn't start uh, or stop today with a 4-1 loss to the Tampa Bay Lightning. So you have to imagine something's going to happen there to Lindy Ruff soon, but who knows? And again, not a Devils fan, not my problem. Here to talk about just everything with the New York Rangers. And there's a lot to cover. So, God, where where to start? Um, I guess we start just by taking the grand view of this 10-game uh, you know, winning streak the Rangers have been on and just trying to process all of it because obviously as it was going on, their performances seemingly got, you could tell it was, they were getting tired uh, down the stretch, but kept finding ways to win and got key uh, performances from Igor Shosturkin and Alexi Lafreniere and, and hell, Matt Rempe and just some of their, just from, not the usual cast of suspects that really helped propel them through this uh, 10-game win streak. So obvious context, uh, the New York Rangers had a horrific, basically middle of December through all of January. Um, But again, we we won't relitigate that. February's been a different story for them. Igor has a big performance at the All-Star game. Definitely seems to give him confidence. He has found his form. 6-0 6-0 and since the All-Star break. Uh, 1.83 goals against average. He's got a shutout and a 9.50 save percentage. Oh, and one assist. So, uh, yeah, I think it's safe to say uh, Igor Shosturkin is back to his Vesna form and obviously right when the team needed it. After squandering most of their lead on the Carolina Hurricanes uh, for the basically the top slot in the Metropolitan Division. They've been able to create some separation again. The Rangers currently lead the Metro with 
81 points in, in 50, well, nine, 59 games now, whereas the Hurricanes are in second place with 70, 73 points in 57 games. So be, they've been able to create a little bit of a buffer again. Um, you obviously worry about them slipping into just back to form from January and December after a pretty disappointing loss to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Although I will say it was a combination of the Blue Jackets playing a style that particularly is a bad matchup for the Rangers with their rush-based offense that the Rangers really seem to struggle against. The fact that similar to the loss in Columbus earlier in the year, the Rangers decided, and this was pointed out pretty much uh, well by Steve Valaket, that the Rangers, instead of playing their game and slowing down the Blue Jackets players in the neutral zone and just keeping good support, which really they really seem to struggle with, the Rangers decide to try to run a gun with them, which is exactly how they want you to play, because that's, despite being a bad team, at least overall, because they can't keep the puck out of their net, they are a deadly, deadly offensive team off the rush. Um, I mean, that Russian line of Voronkov, uh, Kirill Marchenko, and uh, Yegor Chinnikov is uh, clearly absolutely deadly. They were basically toying with the Rangers out there. They have a great combination of puck skills and size in the case of uh, Voronkov. And just, yeah, basically just threading passes to each other And as the Rangers were skating at quicksand. And look, I will say this. That loss to Columbus, the Rangers were clearly tired. They had played the game before the day before and won in Philly. You could see over time their performances have their the legs have gotten, you know, it, it's it's hard. A lot listen, a lot of teams in the National Hockey League don't win 10 in a row in a season. I mean, so it's a great feat that the Rangers were able to do it. It's hard for me to put too much stock into this loss, even though there's a lot to nitpick. I mean, defensively, the Rangers were all abysmal. Truba had one of his worst games I've ever seen him play. And uh, that's knowing how I feel about Jacob Truba's play on the ice. uh, That's saying a lot. Repeatedly, Keandre Miller got caught with the players behind him. Just no, just stupid, forcing stupid plays that started breakouts for the Blue Jackets. Um, yeah, just everyone wasn't good enough. I thought there was only, a few, honestly, and this is going to sound crazy, I'm glad James is not here. I thought Chris Kreider was one of the few players I thought had good legs in this game. Everyone else was was basically reaching for pucks and turning over the puck. But at the end of the day, as much as you can critique this loss to the Blue Jackets, it just, it was bound to happen. They looked tired because they were tired. They've won 10 in a row. It's just hard to win that many games in a row. You're going to lose sooner rather than later. And, it, you know, I think it just happened against a team that is having a bad season but matches up well against the Rangers and is hungry for a win, and especially seeing that they could play the spoiler to the Rangers setting a franchise record. I mean, it was just a recipe for a disaster. Um, luckily, they have a chance to rectify this disaster as they will – uh, they they are playing a home and home, so they're back at the Garden, I believe, on Tuesday. Is it to play Columbus? Are they back? When is it? Uh, excuse me, Wednesday. So luckily, they get plenty of rest, and they can with revenge on their mind. They only have one game this week. They play Columbus on Wednesday, then they don't play again till Saturday. Well, I guess it's technically the same week, but you know what I mean. Uh, during the 
the not on the weekend. So, you know, plenty of rest in between their, for their next two games. You know, they you imagine they flew home tonight because they're close. So, yeah, basically you'll have two full days. Uh, you know, you have a, a practice one day, have a day off, probably day off tomorrow, practice on Tuesday, and then play the Columbus Blue Jackets at the Garden on Wednesday. And you can maybe see how they respond in that game. That game's more, I guess, it's going to be more uh, important to critique if they can learn from their mistakes and just play the way they were playing early on. Because they've had some pretty gutsy wins over the span of this win streak. I mean, a lot of low-scoring games and tight games and where they're attentive. And when the Rangers are at their best, we've talked about this before on this podcast, it's when they're doing exactly that. They're clamping down, they're keeping the events low, and they're just being patient and converting when they get the chances. And that's been their recipe for the success this season. You know, the five in the picture, everyone's supporting each other, and just kind of being patient, but they just tried to force it in a game where they didn't really have their legs, and there was a lot of just reaching for pucks instead of using their legs to get to pucks. And yeah, and it just, again, it's it's kind of hard to critique that loss, but overall, still proud of this team. James said it, he said they would go undefeated in, in February, so he was very close. I thought he was crazy, but uh, he was close, and he clearly had a right to... To be that, um, or at least he, he I guess, was able to, to um, divine something I was not in the water with his team. So, uh, yeah, but listen, kudos to the New York Rangers for this streak they've been on. Kudos to Igor Shostorkin for finding his, his form again. Kudos to Alexi Lafreniere for just gaining more and more confidence and getting better and better. Um, and I guess for our next segment, kudos to... Uh, the newest ranger on the block in Matt Rempe. And already, uh, Rempamania has run wild on the NHL. What an absolutely bananas first week in the league for Matt Rempe. I mean, let's recap. I mean, he gets called up, makes his debut in the Stadium Series outdoor game versus the Islanders, has a big fight. In his first, literally within his first few seconds on the ice with Matt Martin. He has a huge hit on Nate Bastion in the game versus the New Jersey Devils. I believe he gets a game misconduct for that. Uh, draws back into the lineup the next game and fights Nick Delorier early in the game and pretty close decision, depending on who you ask, although at the end, Delorier gets a takedown on Rempe by sweeping the leg. Deloria had a welt the size of the state of New York on his forehead. Uh, and then later in the game gets the game-winning goal by, you know, basically standing in front of the net, going to the net, and a puck goes in off his skate. Uh, and then, obviously, the next day, he fights um, Olivier from the Blue Jackets, although Olivier got the better of that one. It's tough to go back to back and fight, especially a five minute fight with uh, Nick Delore the day before. Um, and yeah, he's just answering the call with anyone. Uh, Rempe loses, I would say, Rempe pretty hand, not handily, but you know, he, he loses the fight to Olivier in this one, but he ends up getting another goal, goal in back to back games by doing the same thing, going to the net. Edstrom is able to, uh, his line mate in the, and here as a quick aside, Based on the, the height of these mad lads, Edstrom and Rempe, 6'7", 6'8", respectively, there's a lot of nicknames 
floating around. I'm hearing a lot of Twin Towers and skyscrapers and, uh, you know, the Towers of Power and uh, just all these, you know, great. But I, as a fan base, collectively, we need to decide on a nickname. I like the Twin Towers. It's New York. You know what I mean? Um, so, and I don't think that's too... Yeah, I don't think there would be anything uh, necessarily in bad taste about saying the Twin Towers. You know what I mean? It's a symbol of strength. So, yeah, I'm 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 going with the Twin Towers. Uh, but but again, back you know, uh, game winning goal, and then uh, in Philly, and then he back you know gets another goal by just going to the net and shows yeah shows he can actually play some hockey. He's like listen, he definitely has his warts. I think. For as good of a skater he is, his his starting and stopping speed's not great. And, you know, his hem line got hemmed in a bit, but that's not all on him, trust me. Uh, yeah, because the whole team was bad. But I've liked what I've seen from him. Like, I think is, I guess the, the overall question is, is Matt Rempe good enough to be on the fourth, in the lineup, in the playoffs for the New York Rangers? Um, and I'm going to say that remains to be seen. I am leaning towards he might have to go back down to the AHL. And the Rangers would be better served with a call up. But you 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 take his age into consideration, the fact that he can still get better and continue to work on things, and just what a tremendous, you know, week he's had. And his impact has been huge. I mean, he is I was literally texting with James during the game, who sends his apologies that he wasn't able to be here for today's podcast, but sends his love. That uh Rempe in, in a week has had basically had more of an impact than Benino and Pitlick had in the first, what, three months of the season in the span of a week. So uh, he that's the type of player he is. He's clearly a, a lightning rod for better or for worse, uh, and for, for right now clearly for the better for the New York Rangers. Uh, so, yeah, and he just makes the whole team play with their chests out a little bit more when you see a guy like him being tough and doing his thing. So, but I think you forget how young he is and – just taking fights with everyone who asks is not smart. Honestly, I know why he wants to prove himself and I really, I get it. And you have to have all the respect in the world for him for it, but you have to kind of pick your battles. I don't think there was much to be gained from him from fighting Olivier in this one. You know what I mean? Especially coming on a back to back coming off of a huge, one of the best uh, tilts of the year, probably probably the last few years with, uh, Nick Delorier, who is a tough customer. So you saw Olivia was fired up to prove his worth to his team. And that's a problem now with Rempe is that from here on out, as long as he's in the lineup, especially knowing that he'll accept any challenge, he's going to have basically be fighting almost every other night. I mean, basically just looking at the Ranger schedule, it's next time you play the Canadians, he's going to have to fight uh, Arbor Jekai. Next time... They play the natural predators. He'll probably have to have a tilt with Tanner Janot. You know, if when they play the Toronto Maple Leafs on Saturday, Ryan Reeves will probably ask him. You know what I mean? Um, so just, you know, it's just you have to. I'm glad he showed the league what he's about and that he's game. But from here on out, he's going to have to be smarter. And again, you know, he just much like his game is evolving. If this is what he is going to do in the National Hockey League, you know, he's definitely have to work on his technique. You can see he's, I think his reach is obviously such a blessing to him. But you see in the way of technique, I'm I'm not seeing, again, I'm not a professional uh, fighter or a hockey uh, 
combe- you know, pugilist. So, I, I, who am I, I guess, to critique his his fight game? But you just you see room for improvement, ways to mitigate damage, and and just you know, he's also got bigger and stronger. I mean, yes, he's a big guy, but you also see how kind of wiry he is for, and his, hence his size and his age and. You know, he'll probably fill out over time, which will, you know, because, again, we forget how young the kid is. He's only 21. And, yeah, he's going to get bigger and stronger. So, but, again, you could see, especially in this fight with uh, Olivier, you know, having to get checked out by the trainer afterwards. If you're just going to go, go, go like that and not pick your, be smart and make sure you're ready, uh, you can get hurt. So, you know, I just want this kid to have a long and fruitful NHL career uh, and just realize his full potential. So if if the Rangers, if he continues to develop and could be a effective fourth line hockey player who can actually play hockey and make play strong defense and just score greasy goals like he's doing using his him and Edstrom have been doing using their uh, their length and their reach and their long sticks and just their ability to be a, a nightmare for other teams to handle in their own end. That's what I want. So, you know, but you, again, you got to be smart. But Jesus Christ, hell, hell of a hell of a week for Matt Rempe. Uh, you have to imagine he's enjoying every minute of it. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet five bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for a gambling problem by calling 888 97777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The NHL and NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. So with the trade deadline... A scant two weeks away. Uh, yeah. All's quiet on the Western front, although there has been some uh, interesting tidbits that have leaked out from various Rangers beat writers, national reporters, uh, and the like. One of which being Emily Kaplan, who on the Rangers ABC game versus the Philadelphia Flyers the other day, said that the Rangers, she's heard the Rangers are looking for both a first-line right wing and a third-line center. And although we don't have any information on teams specifically, that she's heard that when teams have tried to engage Chris Drury, uh, Chris Drury to open trade discussions and have asked about the Rangers' two best prospects in Brennan Othman and Gabe Pro, those conversations have been shut down immediately. Uh, she also heard that the Rangers would be willing, potentially be willing to part with their first round pick, but it would really have to make sense for them and knock their socks off. Uh, which, obviously, if you're a Rangers fan, is what you want to hear. I mean, 
you know, I don't usually a lot of fans are like they want to see their team make a especially a team that's first in their division. They want to see their team just swing for the fences and pay any price to get what you need to get. But I just think for this Rangers team and just Chris Drury, how much he's basically had more success in the past, uh, you know, a few seasons, two seasons ago, just kind of making shrewd moves. I mean, you remember he got Vetrano for basically nothing, right? <laughs> because uh, if anything, they to me they uh, the the Florida Panthers needed to make room for other players to come in, um, so they needed someone to take Vetrano off their hands. So the Rangers got him for a steal, and I mean he ended up being one of the Rangers' most effective players going into the um yeah going into to the eastern conference final or all the way up to the eastern conference final uh now vetrano has probably been made available again by the anaheim ducks but this go around especially because he's scored a good amount of goals and he's a goal scorer uh his price tag is high so i guess the question is will chris Drury revisit that i'm not so sure but much like patrick kane uh or or hell, like a Pavel Buchnevich reunion where the price would be, well, one, on the Patrick Kane front, it looks like after a huge storybook win tonight in Kane's return, where Kane scores in overtime in his return to Chicago to win the game uh, for Detroit, who's kind of rolling right now, uh, who looks like they are actually might make the playoffs based on his uh, fantastic play. It looks like that hip surgery has really revitalized him, and he's found himself obviously having Alex Dabrinkit back with him who ha- he has comfort and familiarity with is great and Larkin's a great center for those two um yeah but it just it it basically seems like the Rangers are not interested in retreading and paying high prices to retread it's like they had an option to basically get Kane back in their fold before the surgery and they decided to play it safe which I think was the right move at the time um, obviously hindsight 50, everyone's so mad now cause they see how good Kane looks. But again, I just, there was no way of knowing and who knows, you still don't know what could happen with him, especially, you know, in the, in the playoffs or whatever, but same thing with Paul Buchnevich, he gave Butch away for scraps, basically what as a, a second and Butch for, for, uh, or he got, you know, Sammy Blaine a second for Buchnevich and you know, they were just, the Rangers were never going to pay him. And apparently there's rumors floating around that Buchnevich kind of was hurt by that. So would he even not, I don't know if he has say, but would he even be interested in a reunion with the Rangers? Not so sure. Um, and apparently he's going to cost a ton because of the, you know, he's a 70 point player now and he still has some term on his contract that a pretty agreeable cap hit. So he would, I don't think Drury is interested in doing that. Uh, is he interested in a Toronto reunion for what is the perceived price? I'm not so sure, but uh, I think at the very least, I think it's more likely to see, at least in terms of the third line center, the Rangers did have two scouts at the Predators game the other night. You have to wonder if players like Jakob Trenin or Tommy Novak, who we've heard from Rangers beat writers that there might be some interest there, especially Novak for that third line center role. Uh, you know, I think, honestly, you can name a lot of players for that third line center position who could qualify be good you know pretty much easy gets for the rangers in terms of or i say easy relatively but 
just, you know, players that won't cost too much. Obviously, I'm sure they're happy with the way Brodzinski's been going for them right now, but I think in a perfect world, they're, if they have someone who can move Brodzinski to the fourth line to play with Goudreau and Edstrom or whoever sticks, if Edstrom's going to stick around, that's what they're going to do. Um, but, which, uh, you know, who knows? I mean, so far, Brodzinski has proven to be very effective with between Kako and Cooley. So you'd imagine why would that not continue, but you also have to think, is this going to keep up forever? And, you know, is it a good long-term fit? Um, who knows? So, yeah, acquiring another third-line center could at least give the Rangers some flexibility to maybe move him down or up hell if, if you know, in situations if need be. So uh, I think plenty of guys you could pencil in for that, but obviously that first-line scoring right winger to play with Kreider and Zibanejad is, is tougher. Right now it's Jimmy VC. Uh, that's probably not going to last super long because I think as nice of a little player as VC is, um, he is not, he's just not that guy, unfortunately. You know what I mean? Um, but you can put him down in the lineups, which means you can trust your lower lines to log more minutes to keep your top guys fresh, which is good. So, you know, I mean, if, if everything goes right and you could have a fourth line of Brodzinski with VC and Goodrow, not necessarily the worst fourth line in the world, although I'm sure they're better, but uh, yeah, that could be advantageous for the New York Rangers, but I guess is a Vladimir Tarasenko reunion in order? I'm not so sure. I Yeah, it's tough to fan cast this one, obviously sitting here uh, at my computer desk, but yeah, I mean, you have to imagine is Jordan Eberle and, uh, hell, maybe Eberle and... Um, Yanni Gord from the Kraken of interest to Chris Drury is uh, Jack Roslevic, who the Rangers just saw up close and personal in Columbus of interest to Chris Drury is, or is, is it like Larry Brooks and some other beat reporters saying that of a Toronto reunion is uh, likely at this point, you know, could it be Vitrano and Henrique who knows from uh, Anaheim? So whoever the Rangers and Chris Drury do end up targeting, I mean, at least it's my hope that, like we're hearing, Chris Drury is being pretty stingy with his assets. Because again, you imagine he doesn't want to trade a prospect like Othman or uh, Perot unless, you know, someone really enticing is made available. Um, and doesn't want to subtract from his team currently. Although I'm uh, secretly, there's some players I wish he would subtract, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but yeah, so you have to imagine it's going to come down to basically picks and lesser prospects. You have to imagine Matthew Robertson could be made available. I wouldn't like it, but you have to imagine Brett Berard or Adam Sikora could be made available. Uh, Bryce McConnell Barker, just yeah, any of the other prospects in the Rangers cupboard right now. Hell, I mean. If, if the Rangers offer Rempe at this point in time, I, you have to imagine there are some organizations that would take him. Um, I don't know if I would do that yet, just based on if he's at, I would have said, you know, before he made his call up, I probably would have said yes, almost immediately. But at this point in time, there is, a, I'm at least intrigued about what his upside could be. And if he can, you continue to get better. I just want to see more of a sample size of him in the NHL actually playing. And he's played the last few games in his shifts. You know, he's contributing at least right now. So if he can continue, can 
uh, continue to do that, then yeah, then maybe he would. <laughs> I would. I would not make him available. But you know, as of right now, uh, you have to imagine his value could be a little inflated for teams that are looking to insert some mojo and jam into their lineup, which teams are always looking to do. So yeah, you know, you have to listen on everyone. All right, folks, that's going to do it for me for tonight. Um, looking forward to being back with James on Thursday and hopefully recapping a Rangers comeback, uh, getting back on the winning bus with some revenge against the Blue Jackets at the Garden. I'm, ho- I'm hoping that's what happens, but the Rangers will have plenty of time to rest between their tilt on Wednesday and their game on Saturday. Uh, and then I believe, yeah, I believe, honestly, they're, their schedule is pretty stretched out over the next two weeks. So fortunately and unfortunately for the Rangers, you can't blame rest on how these next few games go or or being tired. Um, you know, they had a, a pretty road-heavy schedule recently, and they've made the most of it other than, you know, a blip. But again, 10 in a row is an achievement on itself. So definitely hard to push it beyond that. But We'll, yeah, we'll see if they, they need to get back to their details and because that's kind of slipped as these games have gone on here and they've had some gutsy come-from-behind victories and just getting lucky contributions at times when they needed it and great goaltending, but you'd like to see them get back to some of the stronger, more detail-oriented performances that they've had early in the season and then early in this win streak. And, yeah, that's what the uh, rest in this time is for, so... Hopefully they can get back on... uh, There's always time to start another win streak. That's all I'm saying. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Voice Podcast. Be sure to follow us on X at Broadway Voice Pod. And please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.